Let's spread a song so you can sing along with one special guest star two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me today is well it's been a while since she's been on and it's been a while <laughs> since she and i have talked about movies it's shady everyone hi, hi. Shady. hello john john you are a wild storm and i am an erupting volcano and that is our friendship you would be fire you're right you would be oh, a fire element think... yeah and but i would be a water also... element yeah Oh wow! Wait, this works so well. I didn't even you, think of it that way. You did it. You you. I did. just and the just episode said the we're first done. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here today because Shady picked a beautiful movie, it, and I mean this so sincerely. It is such a beautifully well done movie, and it's our. It is this podcast's first. Mm, I don't want to call it Bollywood because I don't think it really Mm-mm. is a Bollywood. It's an Indian film yes um it's it not is... it is not i don't think it is our first international film on here and if it is huzzah it is rrr everyone uh it, which came out last year 2022 um Woo. it was the writer director is ss rajamali uh music is by mm kiravani and i am so sorry if we're gonna fuck up any name like it we, uh, we tried we're trying here we're trying two white people from north america i like full disclosure i watched a few videos listened to a few podcasts by people from different regions in india talking about this movie so that i could learn the pronunciation of everyone's names and i don't think i got it right and i'm a, what's what's fascinating though is that well, hold on. Let me let me let me finish. Um, I'm not going to do who wrote lyrics because put a pin in that, everyone. And according to IMDb, a fictitious story about two legendary revolutionaries and their journey away from home before they started fighting for their country in the 1920s. I mean, yes, succinct. Yeah. That's what we watch. Now, <laughs> I didn't want to list the who the lyricists because. The original film is in, how do you say, Telugu? Telugu, I believe that's how you say it. On American Netflix, and I'm emphasizing American and in a few other countries, but um, it's the movie is, uh, it's the Hindi translated version, but then there's like other languages elsewhere. So, and looking at the uh, soundtrack credits on IMDb, like, Almost every song is written, the lyrics are written by different people. So I will highly suggest if you want to know who wrote the songs in all the languages, check out the IMDb credit page because I watched it. I watched it on Netflix in Hindi. Shady, you saw this in films. Yeah. We're doing great, everyone. (laughs) You saw this in theaters first. I I saw this twice in theaters because I loved it so much in the original Telugu with English subtitles. But then I watched it on Netflix. um, And seeing that they did not have the original Telugu, at first I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch the English dub. I made it about 20 minutes before I was like, I can't stand these vocal performances. So I switched over to the Hindi. It was a little less uh, distracting to me. So Shady, you might remember this. I watch, now I watch everything with subtitles just Uh because I might miss something or like, you know, I'm distracted on my phone. Especially when you're doing stuff for the podcast, especially and with musicals, you want to make sure you're getting the lyrics, right? The lyrics, find out how to actually spell somebody's name because like, um, yeah. Or like maybe I'm post doing an Instagram post. Ooh. (laughs) but yeah so and i feel like it's just a millennial thing anymore we all watch everything with subtitles right so i started watching this as i didn't know what language it was in at first but i noticed in the english dub the 
English subtitles don't match. They're yeah, not the same. And like, uh-huh. just, at first I was like, I wrote it off because I was like, you know what? Maybe they're, I don't know. Taking they're trying to liberties. match it to the mouth movements. No, I thought that they were taking some liberties where like, maybe they just missed a word. Cause sometimes that does happen in other movies. Uh, they miss a word okay. or like, or like the sentence will be restructured in a different way for whatever reason. I've seen that before. But it wasn't until about 50 minutes into the movie, five zero minutes into the movie, that I realized I was watching the English dub. So then I switched it to Hindi, and I <laughs> made sense. To be fair to you, John, uh, there is a lot of English spoken in the movie to begin with. Yes. Um, pretty much all of, because the villains and one of the love interests are all British characters, and they all speak almost exclusively in English. Um, and one of the two leads, Rom, speaks in English like half the time. Yeah, and he plays translator to uh, uh, Beam. 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 Yes. Um, which I got to that point. That, it was around that point in the movie where Beam and Jenny? Jenny are meeting. Mm-hmm. And Ra- Raju, Raju I, I, do we call him Raju or Ram? Like they have... They they have nicknames um, for each is... other. Yeah. His so his name is his full name is I believe it's Alori Sarama Raju. Um uh-huh. my forgive me if I got that wrong. He's a an actual real person who existed, very important figure. Um, but they most call him either Ram or Raju in the movie. Okay. Well, yeah, okay, yes. Um, I was reading, have you read the IMDb trivia page for this, by the way? I did not. I was, I spent a lot of time on Wikipedia. I don't think I spent any time on IMDb I'm for this. so happy that we chose two different websites then. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, I was reading about how, uh, one of the facts is that, uh, SS, uh, Raja, Raja Mali, the writer-director, um, wanted to create a quote imaginary friendship between two superheroes for the Mm -hmm. revolutionaries that he's creating um Mm -hmm. but (laughs) (laughs) but so i will say what what i read as far as the background so kamaram beam and uh Sitarama Raju, real people, uh, real revolutionaries who are revered as heroes now, basically folk heroes. Um, but there is a moment in history where there's no historical account of what either of them were up to. And it was around the early 1920s, which is when this is set. So that's Rajamali and his father who co-wrote the script with him. Uh, they were like, "What if they met up and they became like best bros?" What and if then they what's up? took down the um, the English Empire in India, yeah, in Delhi. Which I, yeah, I mean, and this comparison gets brought up a lot, but Rajamali did bring this up specifically as an inspiration. He was inspired by Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards to do fictional you know, history. Yes, um, there, mm-hmm. yeah. There is another, this is like not non-action related, but there's another movie out there um, based around how Agatha Christie disappeared for like 11 days. And so yeah, somebody, what happened? somebody justified that she decided to solve a murder in the movie. Um, <laughs> solve a murder that would like inspire her to write her, her first Perot novel, I believe. But um, this movie... Three hours and seven minutes? Long? Eight minutes? Eight minutes? Something like that. Yeah. It's a long movie. It earns flies, every minute though. though. Yeah. It flies. Like there's some movies that I'm just like two hour, two and a half hours, go fuck yourself. Three hours. I saw three hours. <laughs> I know it was daunting. I don't know. There I feel like there is we can trim the fat on some of it, but I feel like it's still gonna be like two hours and forty five minutes by the end of it. But like yeah. There's just I so think, much that the, happens. The best the best you can do is if you do none of the speed ramping at all, 
and then there's not so much slow motion that might trim 20 minutes but like there's a lot of slow-mo but like i like it looks so good like they use it really well yes like like they made i know that this is like a musical based podcast and like indian slash bollywood movies transcend a genre because like this is historical fiction drama action musical comedy like it's a rom-com for 20 minutes it's just straight up a rom-com for 20 minutes i feel like like this movie is broken down into like 20 to 30 minute segments of different genres that they then mash together yeah and i was like and And i'm here for all of it beautifully it works so well yeah Uh, and even like there aren't for, for how long it is there aren't that many musical numbers and yet everything still feels like a musical well, so here's in a the, good way. Here's the most interesting thing, though, because I watched it with, I don't know. So I don't know if it's in all versions, like when you watch it without subtitles on top of it, um, they do translate some of the non-diegetic songs that happen. Yeah. And they're basically. Like the, the chorus songs. Right. And basically, they are singing what's happening. So, because mm-hmm. part of me, at first I was watching this, and then, you know, I got to not to not to, or, I, or uh, yeah. The, oh, I'm going with the Telugu pronunciations and titles, by the way. I want to mm-hmm. get that out there, um, because they that's what I found online. <laughs> um, that, that is the original that is the original so not and then i got to not to not to and i was just like i see why you picked this and then i realized <laughs> later on there's more songs and like the songs that i found and gave to you on the outline are not in the correct order i'm so sorry but like that's, that's what i found fine. online i think i think that might be the soundtrack order because if yeah. you look up the soundtrack on like any streaming site it's not yeah, in the same order that it's in the movie because like Molly's song uh, is like the last one, the one that she kind of mm-hmm. sings throughout a little nursery rhymey song, and yeah, it's kind of her leitmotif. Yeah, but then you, but then you, when you, <laughs> if you actually like look like this one, and I can't remember which which one was the other one. Oh, Janani. Um, if you look them both up online. As well as an, another one, I feel like they are expanded and there's more to it and everything. What's interesting, though, on the YouTube video for Janani is that they call it the sole anthem of the movie. So, great. That's great. Mm. And it's clearly mm. background music, um, beautiful singing and everything. Gorgeous music. Hands down, great music in yeah. this movie. Yeah like I oh like... my god it's amazing i listen to this soundtrack all the time i've been it like in my spotify wrapped every song showed up in my top played <laughs> songs i mean not to not to my god so how could you i mean it's the greatest just like oh i just need to pick me up not to not to that's what i'm listening to and then like it it turns in like that's when I really appreciated these actors because like I feel like Indian actors who are acting in Indian movies from India mm-hmm. have to do everything. They don't necessarily yeah. sing. They have to lip sync though. No, I I do think the most of the songs are dubbed with session singers in this, I yes. believe, because there's Lots of names I'm, credited to these songs, and they are not Ram Charan and NTR Junior. Well, I'm, I'm, but, I'm, I, I mean, this is this is also me generalizing because, like, uh, I've seen a couple other, a, a handful of um, Indian and Bollywood movies, and like, it's not them singing. Like, most of the most yeah. of the time, it's not them singing. So, yeah, but the two but guys, they still, like you said, they still dance. They have and to do the fucking Jesus choreography. Christ. And like Jesus on top of Christ, what a number. On top of that, I feel like these two guys are doing their own stunts or at least their fight choreography. It definitely looks like it. If it's not actually them and it's like spliced footage, they did an amazing job. And I can't say 
the most expensive Indian movie ever made, I believe. Um, still not that expensive by Hollywood standards. Oh, by the way, the Telugu language film industry is called Tollywood. So this is a Tollywood movie. Tollywood. Okay. There are several different, as Americans, what we know best is Bollywood, because that's most of what gets uh, imported over or exported to the United States. Um, but there are like a dozen different film industries in India, and most of them use a different language. Um, and Telugu, their film industry is called Tollywood. Tollywood. Okay. So this is a Tollywood movie. Um, yes. Um, but that's it. What was I saying before that? I don't remember. This movie's great. I don't remember. <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, I think I was saying by Hollywood standards. It was like somewhere around 70 million US dollars, I think, which is not crazy expensive for a big budget Hollywood movie, but for Tollywood, most expensive movie ever made. Wait, are you saying um, that it was 70 million when you... Uh... I think I think that's what I... Hmm, let me look it up again. I think it's about 70 million converted to US dollars. Made on a budget of... Okay, it's about 72 million US dollars. Do you know the worldwide gross then of it? Uh, I could tell you it. Yeah. So 72 million, it made almost $155 million. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a huge hit. Yeah. And like, there is, you want to talk about like, go ahead. I was going to, well, you go ahead. You finish. Oh, I was just going to say, it's probably going to make more. Right now, they are campaigning for the Oscars. Uh, They just had a few screenings in LA again uh, that all sold out within minutes because they are screening for the Directors Guild. They're screening for the Producers Guild, I think. They are gunning for the Oscars. Uh, I don't blame them at all. Rightfully so. Original song for not. Yeah, they're really getting for Natu Natu to win original song, but I would love to see this nominated for Best Picture, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, but I think I saw, because I keep looking out if it's ever going to come back to theaters around me, so I keep looking. It looks like in a month it might be coming back to Philly for a couple nights. Nice. You got you to gotta look out for it in New York. You I, w- look I, I will it. look for it. I, I have to, because... Because, <laughs> like... It was such a good, and like I say this, I'm not big on Hollywood blockbusters, but there were a few this year that I really, really enjoyed. And I was really glad to be back in theaters to see. This was the best in theater experience I've had in probably at least a decade. It was so fun. I could see that. I mean, this, um, uh, yeah, I, yes, it's three hours long, but apparently there's also an intermission. Is there an intermission? built into okay, the so stage the stage the yeah it, it the shows up with the title for the interval which they they stuck into extra r's so it's the inter or ervil ha ha but then like they immediately go into play it anyway um in american cinemas in indian cinemas it's a much more regular thing to actually take a break and have an interval so the title rrr in Telugu, Tamil, Kannada, I, I'm fucking this up, and Malamam, Malam. Okay, I think Malamam. Malamam. Um, they have different meanings for each of the R's. And I'm so sorry for uh, if I'm insulting somebody by fucking up your language. Um, which, however, those R's all translate to rage, war, blood. However, in Hindi and English, they use raise, roar, revolt. But what I was reading on IMDb Trivia, and I think you're about to interrupt me to say Mm -hmm. this too. Initially, it was RRR was the working title because it was the it was the initials of SS Rajamali Ram Charan Teja. I just keep hearing everybody shorten his name to Ram Charan. Ram Sharan. I'm literally reading it off of IMDb. That's why. Yeah. And then N.T. Rama Rao Jr. Like, mm-hmm. it, when I right, saw right. it. It's, 
Because like they they did not need to come up with a title for this movie. They could just throw those three names together, and people were like, "Fine, I'm fucking seeing it." I'm also now. I also now want to look up their filmographies and go through it because, like, yeah, my God, the the dancing that NT Rama and Ram have to do for this, not to not to, and then Ethara Agenda. The, the last agenda. agenda, yes. Etera agenda. Yeah. Sorry, I where, had to sing it to myself. <laughs> where okay, so I mean I know that there are historical figures. I don't know who they are, but like respect to them and and obviously they they do show you the people that they are portraying in mm-hmm. the movie. Um, but also now Shady, on movie deja vu, we did a little movie called ABCD two. Do you remember? Oh, my God. The one like prideful song that they that they play that they dance to, I was getting that I vibe sure do. with this. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah, that that song made me proud to be an Indian national, and I am not an Indian national. I was, I was, <laughs> like, just... I was feeling patriotism for a country I've never seen, I've never been to. However, okay, so in Etara Agenda, Jenny's in it. How do we feel about that? She's in a sari. She's dancing. How, mm-hmm. As because, like, I guess she gets like one line of singing. She, she gets a line, but there. then she get you get she gets some highlighting dancing moments at towards the end. And yeah. I was just like, okay, so is she supposed to represent like English allies? She, I mean, like expats or expats something. Yeah, like like people who integrate like, into Indian culture. This this was very much like Indian pride, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there, like, I don't know how I feel about you showing up in this. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I mean, it's Indian filmmakers were the ones who made those decisions, so you know, right? Defer to them, I guess, because <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm like, you... I was like at the same point where I was like, yeah, white girl from England. Hey, what's yeah. up? Because like, you know, we, we sat through three hours of this movie where mm-hmm. it's two friends. <laughs> Sorry. Friends. I, friends. They're, they're, <laughs> they're gay for each other, right? Come on. I mean, he's like, your friendship is more precious than my life. Come on, man. When Dusty, Dusty, the song that plays when they're on, when they save a kid from a burning train on the water. (laughs) And then there's just a montage of great friend moments, like doing squats while sitting on each other's shoulders. That thing that friends do. Well, I'm glad. Okay. So that's great that that like comes back later in the movie, but I was expecting also. But I was also expecting the rope bridge thing to kind yeah. of happen again i don't know but i still so, love okay it. so here is my gathering of that and i i agree with you the first time i saw it it was doing a little more digging in and hearing from people who are actually from india and understand more the cultural context of a lot of this stuff and the nuances of it um so ram Charan and ntr jr are they're mega stars uh, in their region. Um, I can see that. We don't have an equivalent famous movie star for how famous they are. Um, we don't have movie stars like them. We would have to, to make a comparison, say that it's like, oh, the two of them in a movie together is like Taylor Swift and Beyonce co-headlining a tour together. Like, like we could like insane stands, like stand culture, insane. Oh, off the I see what you mean. Not, but like... also just like, like no, this is the first time that the two of them had ever worked together because no production could ever afford both of them. Like that's how much they both demand. Like their star power demands in uh, pay. So, what's, like, what's also huge... interesting is to put all, put in all this into context. This is a pre-COVID movie. It came yes. out. During COVID, post COVID, or during COVID, mm-hmm. however you want to define what we are in right now, but they filmed it. They must have filmed it in 2019 because it was supposed yeah, to come out in I think 2020. It was like 
fully announced to the public in 2018, which I would assume is when they started production. Right. But it was originally supposed to be released in 2020 and they kept pushing it back because of COVID. Can I also go back to the title for a hot second? Because like what I really liked is the 40 minute prologue that we get. Because it is the prologue, right? For the first 40 minutes uh-huh. of the prologue. Yeah, where... that's just a pretext to like being like, hey, we're buddies now. We're best mm. friends. Right, but then you get the story, uh, the fire, the water, like that when that shit happened, I was like, so wait, is this why it's called RRR? And then you see <laughs> Rise, Roar, Revolt in the English version. I was like, ah, I get it now. Yeah. No, I I had the same idea as you. I went into this movie blind the first time I saw it. It was just like, oh, this Indian movie is supposed to be really good and really popular. I might as well see it. I have a free afternoon. Um, So I went into it knowing nothing about it. So I also was like, oh, I guess maybe in the original Telugu, the words for story, fire, and water all start with R. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) But then the Rise War Revolt came and I was like, oh, okay, great. Well, and so, then and I it, found out the backstory where it's actually just named after the director and the two stars. And I was like, okay, fantastic. <laughs> that they then justified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, we'll just find the three generic words that have to do with revolution that all start with R. Yeah. Whatever. It also got you into the mood. You know, it's like first R, second R, third R, 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 R. But yeah. like also the the prologue, you set up that beam is water. Yes. Raju is fire and like mm-hmm. they play with those elements throughout and then mm-hmm. the story is I mean really it's it starts so small <laughs> and, and the it does. it's just things. about I mean I mean high stakes because it's a sad terrible thing and things like this really did happen under the British Raj which is fucking terrible but it's it starts off it's just one little girl gets kidnapped from her village. Yes. Um, and then, and, and it, then... It, it, it builds into this like huge, like these gigantic stakes where now it's like, this is India on the line. This is our entire nation, all of our cultures, because India is a nation of many cultures. Um, this is all of it. We need to stop the British Raj. Um, and Beam which, goes I mean, to, it's... Beam goes to save her. And like, that's, that's yeah. the, that's the start of this movie. But then he turns but, yeah, into and... this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, which again, that actually brings in a lot of, there is, uh, and, and again, this is something I'm going to misspeak. I'm going to miss nuances because I don't know much about Hinduism or Hindu mythology, but that is that they bring in a lot of elements of that, that um, they purposely bring in elements of the two great epics uh, in Hindu mythology are the Ramayana and, oh boy, I am going to Ganesha? mispronounce the other one. No, no you're it's talking... not Ganesha. Oh, sorry, you're talking stories. Yes, yes. These are like epic stories. Um, the Mahabharata. I'm most likely saying both of those wrong. I feel like but I've those heard are that two. Yeah, they're they're wow. like the two great epic stories in Hindu mythology, and there are a lot of elements from each one that were brought into these stories because Rajamali or Rajamali uh, found these different parallels between uh, Ram Raju and uh, Kamaram Beam and the heroes of those respective stories and built those elements in even just the outfit that uh Ram wears at the end the you know the orange pants and with his that... hair flowing and the bow and arrow that's from um that is supposed to be a reference to Lord Ram who is the hero of the Ramayana but it's all, isn't it also supposed to be like who his character is based off of too? Wait, I read this. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a ton of nuances that I'm definitely missing. So according- I don't know the political and religious context of all According this to the IMDb trivia page, um, I'm quoting it directly. So 
don't at me. Despite the popular and controversial belief that Ram is dressed as Lord Rama in the third act of the film, it's actually the classic look of Indian freedom fighter Aluri Sita Rama Raju, whom Ram's character is based on. In the same way, Beam is also dressed in the classic look of the Indian freedom fighter Kamaran Beam, whom Beam's character is based on, in the mid-credit scenes of the film during the um during wait yeah well you can see that their their images are projected during etera agenda and i believe also i i mean i would wouldn't put it past them that seta the character uh is based off of another historical figure well yes uh mama in the ramayana his wife is sita um and yes, that makes okay that his makes wife was in sita and also Okay, again, I got this off of Wikipedia, so grain of salt. Uh, the real uh, Ram Raju, un- really unfortunately, this is why people become revolutionary hero figures, but unfortunately, he was executed in 1925. Um, he was only about 28 years old, I believe, but that's what happens to revolutionaries, and that's why they become folk heroes, um, so that shouldn't be too surprising. It's just really unfortunate. But I don't think he ever married in real life. But he had a friend, a childhood friend, who was a girl named Sita. So I think that's part of where they got her character from as well. Because And they just turned her because, you know, it's a big epic. We got to throw in a love story or two. And we can't be gay. Can't be gay. <laughs> um, so they just gave him all right a childhood friend who's now his fiance because like they have to be gay because like when uh when the truth finally comes out about each of them you know like how beam is like hey i'm actually going to steal back this this girl because or yes because like the white people stole her and then uh raju is just like hey i'm actually a police officer go fuck yourself yeah like when i I need to arrest you to get my promotion so i can steal the guns right so then so then yeah but then when um raju has this moment where he breaks and he's like oh no what did i do i fucked up i'm sacrificing my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) that's how i read it because like the great friend of my life not the great love of my life my best my best friend friend. but like that's my bro but like (laughs) because we see a scene earlier uh pre-beard where raju uh is an action hero basically and arrest and stops a revolt from happening by arresting one person and he has no remorse for that but then later he has remorse. Granted, right, I mean because, like because it is his co-lead, so like that makes sense. Right. And and it is it's almost I don't even want to say soap opera. Like the emotional stakes in this movie are like an anime. Like it is like everything is earth shattering. Every emotion you have is earth shattering. And like um, there's so much CGI, but I loved every second of it. Yes. Uh and it doesn't always look great. Some of it looks really good. Some of it, mm. but I will I'm say like it. I it never bothered me because just the conceptual original originality involved was like so mind-blowing that I was like, I don't care that it's a cartoon. Of course they're not going to put a real tiger in this movie. Are you kidding me? When when Beam <laughs> enters that the the mansion with the animals on the truck and he jumps off the truck with the torches i mean he's not fire but he has fire i was yeah. clapping oh, gladly john i lost i saw that for the first time at the rdx theater at my local cinemark exactly where you want to see it i had the perfect seat right in the middle of the theater i was losing my goddamn mind that whole time and then i was like what an amazing finale to a movie. And then I was like, oh my God, we're only halfway through. Like right. just the biggest smile broke out on my face. Cause I was like, oh my God, this is only halfway through. It's going to get bigger. Like, like they, when they break, when he breaks Raju out, I was just like, there's still another 25 minutes left of this movie. 
yeah what the hell and it's gonna... just them like it's them like flipping motorbikes and like shooting arrows with grenades attached to them at dumb british people and you don't have to feel bad about them dying because they're not real people they're british yeah we don't and like except for jenny yeah i think we're supposed to care about jenny no jenny's she's nice and she's 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 nice and she's pretty so she's okay i hate i don't i i didn't (laughs) plot it but i didn't like her dress at the end of the movie not during the song but like at the end of the movie when she's oh when she's like whatever fucking reason yeah i did Um, not like i i liked a lot of the costumes i was not crazy about a lot of her costumes because like but a lot of 1920s is weird because i don't know where especially we're actually in right and it they're british but they're the British colonists in India. So the dress mm-hmm. is not exactly the same. They're in a tropical climate. I don't know a lot about the fashion in that setting in particular, but I, mean, I don't think what she wore during Natu Natu is period appropriate. I feel, well, I guess, no, I think it is a period appropriate because we're still, we're coming off of the Victorian era, um, okay, which was still very yeah. high neck, long sleeves, bustle um yeah uh, i just mean she she didn't have sleeves but i'm also like that maybe that was appropriate in delhi at the time because that's a tropical climate well if you think about it too kate winslet and titanic also has a sleeveless gown at some point does you you okay you know so much more about costumes than me i mean i work (laughs) so i'm just gonna defer to you (laughs) right yeah (laughs) so i'm gonna defer to you about that but Uh, like it just her dress in that scene and none of the other dresses, but granted they're extras. They're not supposed to stand out. She's supposed to stand out. But like hers just stood out to me as like, I don't know if that's right. I did. I liked I, the color on her though. I also wrote down, uh, it feels like there are multiple Romeo and Juliet stories happening. Cause like mm-hmm. you've got Raju and Bima, you've got <laughs> Bima and Jenny. Yeah. And then you've got Raj. Well, not Raju and Seta. They they're together, but like yeah, mostly mostly like they're still they're still separated by fate because like he's made this promise to his father that he won't return to the village until he's got a weapon for every person. Right, but it's not um, like it's not like in Bima and Jenny's case where she's a English colonist and he's a native Indian right. person. I- on top of that, she's the niece of the governor, so she's very high class. She's as high class as you can get in that setting, and he's from a village. He's a village boy. Right, but then also... So he's not even from the city. But, like, also, then you have Bima and Raju, where, like, they're both revolutionaries. <laughs> right. One of them, though, is high, <laughs> deep undercover as a guard, as a uh, police officer? Is that what he technically yeah. is? yeah. But, but he's he's working for the Raj and he's single-minded in his goal to the point where he's like, I don't care how many other people I have to hurt as long as I eventually achieve this goal. Where Bean is, he's ultimately the protector. He, will, he won't hurt anybody. But because of that, his goal is not as, it's, it's, it's much smaller in scope, I should say. Because his goal is ultimately just save Molly. Uh, and Raju's, goal is i'm going to arm an entire village but one person is hurting his own people to get there the other one doesn't have to hurt anyone to get there except for his enemy well so like like, it's it's really interesting to see like both sides of that the weird thing though is that like, like they both end up hurting their own people because like you think about all the indian police officers that they murder at the end because there are yeah, yeah, but they're traitors to their people. They're they're so. traitors, but like it's a weird like they're killing their own, but they're those people are traitors. So like, <laughs> so so so. Can we? Can I? I want to. I I didn't sharp her, but I I don't think I really want to sharp her. But like I do want to talk about <laughs> Allison Duty for a second. She plays Catherine Buxton Buck Bowton Buxton. Buxton? Buxton, the the wife. 
We're having trouble with the British names too. I just want to names in general. I'm always, I always have problems <laughs> with names. Everyone, we know this. Um, yeah. I wrote down that English bitch is into some kinky shit when she threw him the whip with the thorns. Ooh. She wanted to see blood real bad. The fact She's that like, she just had that handy me. and threw it at Raju is w- more so what I'm talking about. <laughs> Than her <laughs> wanting to see blood. <laughs> Does she have a Yeah, that's true. Oh my god, she's got to. She has her to. and her husband are into kinky shit, you know it. Um, here's a fun fact. Did you recognize that actress? Her? Yeah. No. Should I? Have you seen uh Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the third one with Sean Connery? It's been a while. She is the, she played Ilsa Schrader, the evil Nazi lady who had sex with Indy and his father. <laughs> and then Ray Stevenson, who played Governor Scott, uh, also equally evil, possibly less outwardly sadistic, but like more evil because he's more into the institution, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, her evil husband, Ray Stevenson played the Punisher in Punisher Warzone. Um, but he's also, he's an MCU actor. He played Volstagg in the Thor movies. I, I'm seeing that. He was also in the Divergent series as Marcus. <laughs> good for him. I have not seen any of those movies, but good for him. He That's why he looked familiar. He <laughs> And like, I get it. Those people were... <sighs> They were over the top a little bit, the caricatures of the English, but like, were they? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, even if we say that those car- like no individuals were that over the top evil, the British Raj was over the top evil. Cause like, cause I had, I had moments where like, when they were going to visit both of them in their respective jail cells at at every time. And they were like, Mm -hmm. basically being like, let's torture him slowly. Cause I want to jerk off on his face and whatever. Like I was just like (laughs) sitting there like this can't, I I was, I had a conversation with myself because I watched it by myself and I was like, this can't be real, but also like it could be real because historically people were gross and disgusting. And like people also put, um, their victims heads on pikes to like deter them from entering their yeah their towns or whatever so like i mean yeah and again there might not have been any individuals who were that uniquely sadistic but the british raj as an institution absolutely was uh it was i mean absolutely disgusting the things they did they really did not see the indian people as people they did not see them as human um which they taught which they do in not to not to right before the song starts yeah and i vomited a little bit Mm -hmm. but like the thing the thing though is like i at first wrote them down as a flat but i'm like no like the racism is real and this is just them showing racism and like yeah um, if we take them not so much even as individual characters but just as representations of oppression not over the top at all that but like and that's what also i was about to say like that's that's just like them being imperialists or whatever the term is you know, and also, you know, I appreciate a good subtle villain. I, I appreciate a good, a good nuanced anti-villain, anti-hero, whatever. But you know what? Sometimes I just want to see somebody really fucking evil get really fucked up at the end of the movie. And that's what happened to the wife. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh boy, they you fucked got her, her up. Got her puddle of blood. I, whew, blood. I have never been so thrilled to see violence enacted against a woman in a movie. Well. This third act, uh, this movie is very violent, I will say, Mm -hmm. to the point where (laughs) they do something that I don't think Hollywood will do. And that is, you see a kid get shot. And I don't, I can't think of any movie where a child is shot. Because, like, there's that whole, like, unspoken thing where you don't see kids get murdered. Like, you work around it. You know, you... Mm -hmm. Alfred Hitchcock psycho it in a way. Mm-hmm. But this one, you or see a bullet like, go through a child. 
and that yeah. blew my mind. Right, like I can think of Hollywood movies where you see a child die, but not like a child's body get mangled in some way. Right. Like you see like a bullet go through this child's body. Cause, Cause like, you know, Raju comically murders the police officers in the woods at the end of the movie with boat with a bow and uh, I, and some I, arrows. And yeah. and my the, favorite kill in the movie, I think, is when he, he sticks an arrow into the tree trunk, like right in front of the one guy, and it doesn't hit him. He's like, "Oh, okay." It's but like then a he goes m- and he pushes the tree into the guy's head. Oh, so that's some like that is some Jason Voorhees shit. I loved it. <laughs> but and also like um before the what's uh scott buxton you know ray stevenson's character like when he's on his way to go see the hanging of beam uh behem uh his car like i can't even describe that the stunt that i watched like i I still don't know what this movie (laughs) is that i watched i love it though it's still like I I think I found one of my top 10 movies of all time. Listen, this was, this was a movie that for a very long time, I was keeping a list on Letterboxd of my top movies of 2022. And for a very long time, this was number one. Um, And it's still in my top three, I think. Out of curiosity, Um, where is everything everywhere all at once? uh, Let me pull that list up. And it's not like... I'm, I mean, I'm just being curious every day so is it at least top five? one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen everything oh, everywhere all, all at once yeah I mean, I, so it's I, top 15 okay i saw you, a lot like, of you see a, a lot, lot of movies, movies so i do see a lot of movies and i will say this year i saw a lot of movie or this past year 2022 i saw a lot of movies that were like perfect five-star movies or four and a half star almost perfect movies for me for me for me this was a good year and i will say and it kind of started with a bang with this one right yeah yeah Yeah. um we talked a lot and i don't want this episode to be like three hours long (laughs) like the movie but is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat no, I think all of the other points I want to hit on, I can get into in sharp and flat. Wait, Great. John, hold yes. on. Wait, can I do it? What? Sharp, more like sharp. <laughs> get it? Get it, John? Do you get it? Let's get into sharp and flat. <laughs> sharp. Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we like it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. I found a flat. I have one flat. I was just going to say, I'm so sorry. I pulled my headphones out of my computer. How dare you? I'm so offended. I know. I was very excited to get into Shar-R-R that I pulled my headphones out. So well, why don't you please repeat Oh, I just injured it. Nothing important. Shady, why don't you get us uh, get us started with your shot our arps? Oh my god. Okay, I actually don't really know where to begin. Um, no, I will just say that once again, you know, I said earlier this was the most fun I had watching a movie in theaters in at least a decade. I am not somebody who goes big for action movies or like over the top spectacle blockbusters like this. Um, and to be honest, the movies that knocked this out of my top spot for the year are smaller dramas that more akin to what I like. Yes. But this was a year that I actually saw a lot of over-the-top blockbuster action-y movies that I really loved and did not expect. I normally don't get one of those, and I got, like, five of those this year. And, like, this really... I mean, this is, like, when people talk about spectacle cinema... This is what I want to see. This is spectacular in the sense that it's really a unique spectacle. It's sensational in that it gives you every sensation that it's possible to feel while watching a movie. Um, But also... I mean, I'm kind of just sharpening the whole fucking thing for just... God God damn, I believe in the, in the, the power of the movies. But also, this movie 
has a message because now I'm intrigued to learn more about yeah history and everything yeah no I did I mean granted it was mostly just looking at their Wikipedia pages but I did go in and I didn't know that this movie was based off of real people until I saw it loved it wanted to know more about it and some of the context behind it so I looked it up and I was like oh those are real people um and I looked up their stories and unfortunately there's wait you didn't pick up on that at the end when they showed you picture like I just thought those I I wasn't sure if that was them or if that was like other real life revolutionaries or what I wasn't entirely sure which is part of why I wanted to go look it up um but yeah so I had been reading you know not super in depth but more than I ever knew before about uh Alori Sitarama Raju and Komaram Beam cool dudes cool fucking dudes both of them unfortunately killed by the british and you know i hate the british for it so Go cheers fuck to yourself, that british um <laughs> i was a little more specific because like i would sharp the whole movie too but like i want to be a little more specific so like for starters and like usually this is not a compliment to films to say this but like i'm sharpening the camera work and the cinematography because like <gasps> yes. wow Mm-hmm. wow like the 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 moves that they the crane shots that they do the ed- editing of everything like chef's kiss and like it, it'll it's like going to see a show and being like the lighting was great you know yeah <laughs> you don't want to say that but like right. i do want to say like, this because it, it's it so feels like epic yeah it Everything. feels like one of those things where it's like, oh, I can't, I didn't like it. So let me pick some random technical thing to compliment. So I Right, but, but I really want to compliment that. And I hope that they're nominated for that too, for something. Because I like- I mean, the way they pull out from the bridge uh, at the beginning with the, the train, when Rom's on the bridge and mm-hmm. it pulls all the way out so you can see this huge expanse of Delhi and all these different cultures represented there. And then it goes back in to focus on beam. And it's like, I, it's so good. It's so good. And like, yeah, every, everything. Yeah. Everything and, is and amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, going back to that, you were talking before about when we're introduced to Raju, to Ram Raju, and, and he's fighting off that whole riot of, he's literally fighting off hundreds of people. It's pure chaos. And you can understand visually every beat of that action because it's shot perfectly. The, the fight It's framed scenes. perfectly. Yeah. You understand the chaos while still understanding what's actually happening instead of doing the uh, just shake the camera around a lot and then we don't have to actually show them anything and they'll understand that action happened no mm-hmm. we're seeing it happen it that scene in particular reminds me a lot of mad max fury road the way it just keeps everything perfectly in the center of the frame when you need to focus on it another shot that's amazing that i think is just 100 percent cgi is when they destroy the palace or grounds or whatever that thing is with when yeah. you're going from room to room with all the boxes of dynamite basically blowing everything up and i was like this is pretty genius like yeah <laughs> this is pretty awesome um i'm also just sharpening how epic this movie is like I, I feel like this is now defines what an epic movie is. Yeah. yeah I, um, I also. When, when's the last time we had like a truly epic movie on the scale of like the 10 commandments where it's like, this there, is. I, I can, I will make an argument for everything everywhere all at once, but that is just my own argument. Right. That. Oh, no, I mean, like, epic in terms of, like, it's, like, this is, like, how our world was created. Like, right. Like, like, I don't, I don't understand this what film is This brings in religious elements. This, yeah. <laughs> this, I don't, I, like, no, I don't know what like, film like, was before this movie, and I don't understand what film is after this movie. Because, like, <laughs> this movie is just so epic. Oh. I, I, I God, feel. John, I want, oh, I, I want you I to see it know, in theater so bad. I want to know what SS Raja Mali's next movie is because, like, I hope he does a like a, a small drama or something. 
<laughs> we did the big blockbuster. Sorry. Now go on and do do the independent small drama <laughs> films and everything. Yeah, I don't know if we're getting that. Um, a really good comparison to a Hollywood director that I've heard for him is that he's he's James Cameron. You know, he's India's James Cameron. Okay. His, his aspirations <laughs> are his aspirations are always biblical. <laughs> um, I'm also sharpening beam uh crushing the party with the fake animals it's so that scene was so good um and then my last sharps are for natu natu and etara agenda those the court i was i was watching the footwork (laughs) for etara agenda and i was like these are dancers like they're not actors who can move Mm -hmm. like in a lot of other musical movies um, these are dancers. Mm-hmm. Like that footwork is so intricate and so hard that like I don't care. I don't care what they want to define themselves as. I'm like these are dancers, dan- dancer actors. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they do it all. They do it all. Yeah, basically. Oh wait, can I can I do one more sharp real quick? Um, of course you can. Just just because you know we got to get a little bit horny on here. I am sharping. Uh, well, both of the leads for just being like absurdly so attractive hot. men, so hot. Um, but per- in particular, one of my favorite things about the movie is that N.T. Ramarao Jr.'s introduction in the movie is just him in like little shorty shorts, but to the camera, just flexing those thigh muscles. And I was like, mm. when he has I the think- the nose ring, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, that's hot. Yeah. Can we, can we put and then, that I mean, in, just in general, just in general, two absurdly good looking men. I, I think Ram Chodden might legitimately have the most handsome face on the planet. And he looks but, great like, with and without a beard. Yeah. He's one of those magical men <laughs> that can right. look hot with and without a beard. And I hate him for that. Um, yeah. and, and you know what? Alia Bhatt, also a very beautiful woman want to put that out there i just needed to get a little bit horny i'm sorry let's get horny (laughs) um do you have any flats for this um okay so this isn't my flat necessarily okay i just thought it was worth bringing up especially because we are two very white people from north america Mm -hmm. um there is some controversy regarding the movie and some to some Indian viewers, some of the values uh, they read into the movie are lost. I'm, tr- I'm I'm trying to like think of the right way to say this. A lot of Indian viewers have found that a lot of the values they think the movie is promoting are also in line with this one political party in India that has been gaining some steam. It is a far right nationalist party. Um, and it is a Hindu nationalist party um, that is very Islamophobic, uh, which is, you know, obviously a problem in India. Uh... India has a very large Muslim population. And this movie, being that it was made by a man whose background is in uh, Hinduism, and, and he brought a lot of that into the movie. Um, there are some people who have noted also that it, in some ways feels to them like it is promoting caste systems. Again, that is a conversation that I don't understand the nuances of. Um, I just thought it was worth bringing up that there are some people who have some very serious criticisms against this movie. I will also say that you can still see that in this movie or see that maybe that movie accidentally brought stuff like that or that it can read that way to other people. Um, And you can still enjoy it. Two other movies I really enjoyed this movie are The Norseman, uh, or The Northman, which was greatly enjoyed by a lot of neo-Nazis. And I don't love that I liked the same mm. movie as them, but I still really liked that movie. And I really love Top Gun Maverick, which, let's face it, is an ad for recruiting for recruitment to the Navy. Um like its predecessor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I still really love both of those movies. You can still love these movies and acknowledge that the values totally align with your own. I just thought it was something worth bringing up uh, because we're heaping so much praise on this movie. You know, that there are some people who have a lot more 
understanding of the context and the nuances of some of these conversations who have brought those up as concerns. But me personally, I don't think I have a single flat. <laughs> My flat is super dumb for this one. Okay. I'm, I'm flatting myself because it, <laughs> it took me until doing this episode to finally see this movie. Oh, John. I'm preemptively flatting the Motion Picture Arts Academy for not giving this movie best picture like it deserves. <laughs> Wait, was it? Is it not nominated for it? They should get. No, it. I mean, it's nominations haven't come out. I don't think they've even done like long lists yet for the Got Oscars. It. I'm just assuming that it's not going to win the Oscar for best picture, and I'm preemptively shaming them for not giving this. Uh, this is what movies should be. Uh, would we add any of the songs to our life's playlist? I don't know. All of them? <laughs> uh, I think I won't because okay. they're special to the movie. And I mm. like the movie is a complete package. I don't think I can listen to them. I mean, I probably could listen to Natsu Natsu on its own because it's such like a bop. But I yeah, I don't I, I think I'll be just watching the clip of not to not to and learning that yeah choreography but hey john it is it it's it's viral that that the the choreography for not to not to was the first thing they released of the movie and they released it years before the movie actually came out it went viral people doing their own versions of it and everything in do india wanna, do you want to know a fun fact about that yeah that was filmed in the ukraine right before the attacks oh yeah so Great assault, everyone. <laughs> well, that's from IMDb. Great assault is what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they filmed that in they filmed that in the Ukraine. Hmm. So interesting. I I feel like yeah, this is a a global film because I don't I, I probably filmed some of it in India. That was in the Ukraine, yeah. and maybe like other parts Obviously were in different. They got- well, I know both Ray Stevens and Allison Duty, who play like the ultimate evil Brits in this movie. They're actually both Irish, which is also fun because Ireland has its own interesting, fun history with British uh, imperialism. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's two Irish actors. Olivia Morris, I think, is British. Not sure. She I hasn't will, done a lot. I will, um, before we wrap things up, I will say, though, that you everyone should look up, uh, look into the IMDb trivia page of this there's a lot of there's a lot of things i didn't say uh because otherwise we'd be here forever and me yeah. just basically reading that page yeah. uh but shady I, I do oh yeah oh, go ahead no i was, gonna oh, just, I was just gonna up. say that since i saw this movie back in march 2022 i don't think a single day of my life has gone by where i haven't thought of not to not to and like sung it in my head and then my sister and her family recently adopted a new dog he's not new he's he's a rescue so he's like four years old he's not like new like a puppy uh-huh. but his name is nacho like nacho libre and that is the hindi and translation right it is it's like nachos or it's very no. similar to nacho uh so a lot of times i will go over to her house and i will dance with her dog and i'll sing nacho 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 it, it he loves it uh but shady we're done we're done oh my god i know this hour flew by so fast just like the movie seriously the movie's three (laughs) hours long it It feels like like it it, yeah it feels like it feels very short honestly yeah i I feel like it's like a two-hour movie maybe even a little less which is also amazing like so much story is packed into it like it's like if this were an american movie this would have been transformed into an eight hour mini series on hbo and it would have been worse off for it so bloated (laughs) um what do you have to plug and or promote oh um i have nothing of my own right now um i would love to promote my own sanity but i don't know that stating that on this podcast is going to do anything um (laughs) i don't know what i'm talking about john uh i would love to promote our podcast that is going to be up and running again soon movie yeah. deja vu that we we're, co-host together that was john's brain baby we're figuring things out we're working we're working through because we're both so busy 
So it's good. happening, folks. It's but happening. we're booked in blessed, so that's good. Exactly. I don't understand how letterbox work, but can you do you want to promote that? Sure. You can check out my letterbox. Um I mostly just use it as a diary more than to write actual reviews. So I am one of those annoying people that writes like little jokey things just so I remember the movie. But if you want to follow me there, I am at Courtney O'Shady, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-O-S-H-A-D-Y. Are you on Twitter? I'm on no. Twitter at Cookie O'Shady, C-O-O-K-I-E O'Shady. If you have links for us to read more about the history uh, behind like what they're, what, what this movie is about, you can send them to me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Will you be willing to teach me the dance, the choreography to Natu Natu? Please. And I will, yeah. I will make I will sure buy suspenders. John, I will buy you suspenders for that. I app. have suspenders. I got two pairs. You're you're learning this with me. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> okay. Uh, can, can I please be wrong because he quits earlier than NPR? Sure. Sure. Okay, great. <laughs> and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, well, it's another second chance theater, and this time it's Grease 2. Grease is the word. Shady, this has been fun. I'm, John, I'm, this was the best night of my like life. It feels I'm like this was so, so fun. Happy to finally see this movie. I may watch it again, not right now, but maybe later this week <laughs> or next week. Or I'm like, gonna I, keep I, an eye out, and I'm gonna let you know if it comes back into theaters in New York, which I have a feeling it will if they're screening it again for critics and uh, industry insiders. Please, I would love to see it on the big screen. Uh. But everyone, thank you for listening and doing the following things, you know, like, you know, follow me on stuff and, and everything. And bye for now. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.